ladies and gentlemen, sit back, put your feet up, it's time for the Other Three Amigos podcast, with Declan McCormack, Wayne Mullins and Dan. Three lads, one podcast. We are back for a fourth season of the Other Three Amigos podcast. On this week's episode, Usher versus Usher. Gok Wayne's fashion show, season predictions, signings review, Tommy Watch, and just how much more jacking off can we take? All this and more on this week's episode of the Other Three Amigos podcast. Welcome back to Totap Season 4, Episode 1. Episode 177 in total. Your award-winning podcast uh, at some point in time. We are now on Patreon. A reminder, patreon.com forward slash Totap. We also have a new tier package over on Patreon. It's a €5 euro per month flat fee, and then there's a €10 euro, uh, tier if you want to support the pod further, but you still get the same content. So if you're feeling generous, you can opt for that one. There's also one, or the one, two, and three euro tiers are now gone, and those subs are cancelled. And be sure to retweet the pod as it's so important to help us grow. We are the proud sponsor of Jack Darty's Boots, and speaking of the man already, and Dickie's opening his zipper, he is. Uh, our fourth year of Toe Tap, we carry on. Uh, so yeah, welcome back to another season of the Other Three Amigos podcast. We are delighted to be back, not necessarily to follow Cork City, although I'm sure that may come in time for me at least, but I'm even more delighted to be back with two people that I know. Declan McCormack, how are we? That you know, that's that's the best you could do for us, is it? You know, <laughs> not that you like or that you have great time for, or even that you might in some little way love or something like No, two people that I know. I'm back with two people that I know. Mr. Casey, it's great to see you, sir. Great to see you. I haven't seen you since the Christmas special, which will be forever etched in my memory. Um, but as I said, good to be back. Let's see what happens in season four. Yeah, and I have Wi-Fi this time as well, so that's a huge plus. Wayne Mullins. Hello. How are you? You're looking very um, very festive. Oh, or, I, I don't know. Yeah. You have a nice uh, CCFC hat on. and you're I also. Do, I do. It was you with a, the zipper. You were putting on a, a jacket. Gilet. I have a gilet on as well. And I've got a an extra tight Cork City t-shirt. Extra tight? It is, yeah. We, we'll speak about that later. And I've got a polo shirt on. Okay. I'm intrigued. I have a scarf on a, and a second hat. You seem very happy. Like On a scale of 1 to 10, how angry are we for our first episode back? Oh, I'd say a 2. A 2. A two. Well, okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually quite okay. I can, you know, just showing all my gear off. Okay. Well, we're ushering in a new era here on Sotap and ushering in <laughs> a new segment, <laughs> even if it is Usher versus Usher. Now, this is a race to see who can we get on the pod first. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. There has been contact made by Usher's people, but which well, Usher no, has you have to explain it. You have to explain it first, what this whole situation is. You've done a really shit job of explaining what we're doing. Then you explain it, when. <laughs> okay, so someone on the forum. Oh, well, the all, horse is getting odd already. He's yeah, odd he already. This is, this is me in a good mood. Imagine I'm looking in a bad mood. Um, so what we do, Decky went on the forum and asked for ideas. For this year's pod and someone was it um who was it decky who who geez i don't know i wish i did i should was I it left know. out so anyway someone out. said you keep talking there and i'll find out 
Yeah. What you should do is have a competition to see which usher you get on the podcast first. Um, obviously, Dermot Usher, who uh, probably won't come on the pod again. And the real usher, usher, or the other usher, the real usher. Or the, there's two ushers. So we've made contact. Um, I've sent emails, several, and I've asked a few people in the States that I know that can they get contact. So we have an email address of his agent and we have a phone number of someone close enough to him, but I don't really want to use that until well, what, we need what to. Are we going to use it? At the very end of the season, if, if it's a case of we need to get this over the line. But we, could, we couldn't even get Richie's... Uh... No, we, we have an e- we have an email contact for his agent. That's that's step one. Like so, um, we've we, what we need to do is we need to phrase how to write this email, how to do it properly without sounding like complete other nut jobs. So we're going to spend a week now and email them, and I'm going to email them every day until they reply. And uh, yeah, that's the game. It's Usher versus Usher. Who can get on first? And I, I guarantee it's going to be the real Usher. <laughs> we'll we'll do Dickie, it. We'll do uh, it. We'll do it. Dickie, what are your predictions for this race? I think there's only there's only one outcome. There can only possibly be one outcome. Um, it's a two horse race in which one horse will not participate in any way, shape, or form. So, um, you know, it, as I said, it's like it, it, it would be, get it'd be fantastic if we got Usher on. Like, you know, we could talk about it, either of the ushers. It genuinely would be if we got either of the ushers. But all we need is thirty seconds. That's all we need. I, 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 I we're we're a weekend now. Decky, and we already have his agent's phone number and a, our agent's email and a person quite close to him's phone number. That's, it's you pretty know? amazing. It is pretty so, amazing what you can come up with. Like Because I did spend the first few days looking up online the agent and stuff, and it's very hard. I found his old agent. She's on LinkedIn and Instagram, but she left about a year ago. So it's very hard to find the current one. But we, we have full contact now when we have an email address. So look, we'll see where it takes us. Okay. Usher versus Usher, bye. Now, to move on to some perhaps devastating news to some people, uh, jacking off will not be back for this season. Decky, could you please tell the people, the expectant people, the public, why this decision was made because he plays for us i mean it was basically jacking off was our segue into looking at what was happening in cove and now jack plays for us and we're going to discuss him so often and we're going to you like it would just be non-stop playing the song playing the song playing the song so we um I've decided to do, and also we don't want things getting boring and that's the argument boring, know, being repetitive and whatnot. So, <laughs> so what it does mean is we do need a new segue into our coverage of Cove Ramblers, which obviously will continue this year, and we're trying to come up with something um, without much success, to be honest with you, because we've done the Queenstown stuff. We, you know, jacking off is by far and away the best thing we ever did. And so now we're we are struggling for a segue into into the cove. Um, Do we need to have cove on a set up? But look, we we ah look, come on, they're in the division. They're 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 going to be a big part of the story. 
Yeah, but I like think there'll be a big part of the story. Jack is gone, and Shane Keegan's gone. Like, is there anyone there who's a bit of a crack? A bit of crack? I don't think so. Ah, but it's Bob. not that. It's like they're our neighbours, like you know, they're our neighbours. They're like we still we're still working on the whole get Roy Keane on for the Cork City Cove game stuff. You like so, you know, us. we don't want to alienate. With yeah, we don't need to, we don't we don't want to alienate him either by cutting off oh, by cutting off Cove. Like so, look. No, we have to. It's just we need a new segue into Cove, or you know, a new way of bringing Cove into the conversation during the year. But look, without fail, as as always happens, something will arise. Something will stand up and put its hand up and say, "This is how we're going to get the Cove and for the for the coming pods." So I'm not worried about it yet. How much enjoyment have you got out of uh, jacking off over the past over the past year? <laughs> it's been fantastic. It was fantastic. It was it was it was possibly the best thing we've ever done. Um, and but look, it's time to move on. It is. It's time to move on. Speaking of moving on, sections that were suggested but rejected list here: Garden Leave, where fans get picked with players as they leave the secret garden and send them to us. <laughs> yeah, um, rejected, rejected out of hand. Unfortunately, but we never wish to impinge on the players in that way. Um, that's always been hang on, hang on. But great have suggestion. Great passed, suggestion. Have we already have we already passed the sponsor Jack Doherty's boots? We didn't pick up on it. But we talk talked about host? it on the Christmas uh, Christmas special. Did we? You probably black out at the time. To be fair. <laughs> 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 True. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I thought we were going to have a big chat about it. No, like we're at all that, a half-hour chat. At, at that stage, there had been three songs of cans of coke being opened. So, um, yeah. Jack and off may be going, but Kami Watch is certainly staying. Kami Watch with Ivan Draco on the other Three Amigos podcast. Sweden's back. The club refusing to notify fans of games for both the men's and women's sides. Wayne, I'll come to you first here on this one. Yes. What about it? What are your, what are your thoughts on this uh, debacle? Um, it's just, it's, it's, here's my, my two favourite, my three favourite words. Classic Cork City. Um, if, the, if we could play the season with no fans, we would. That's my honest opinion. I look very small in the camera. Um, we would. And... It's just bizarre. Like every season, we have behind closed doors, but it's no. It's said they're behind closed doors. They had a game against Kerry there yesterday, and they told nobody until the game was over. It's just mad. And if anyone from the club wants to come on and tell us why, they more than welcome to join us. But it's just it's just mad stuff. Like, uh, Dickie, your thoughts on this? People are people are talking about it. Look, I mean, it's just like it's strange, as Wayne said. It's it's very bizarre. We we played Galway and Fermoy, and we never put a we never put a um, location for the game on anything that we put out on social media. Well, we don't put out much. And John Caulfield did an interview in the Galway Advisor on the Thursday before, and the Galway Advertiser said the games in Fermoy. 
And that was kind of what confirmed it for people. And even still, when it was put in the forum and everybody knew the game was in for my, the club still never said the game was in for my. Now, the game wasn't behind closed doors because I went to it. There was about 100 people there, I'd say, give or take. Um, But it's just strange. We're playing Shelburne. They've just announced that. We're playing Shelburne next Saturday in Dublin in Talca Rovers pitch, which is Frank Cook Park. Um. So that one is done. The Bohemians game then the following Friday night, they put down as being in Dublin. And Bo's announced two and a half weeks ago or so that the game's in Daily Mount. Like the game was always going to be in Daily Mount Park. It was never going to be anywhere else. I mean, it's the last Friday night before the season kicks off. Bo's are playing at home, their last friendly. Of course it's in Daily Mount Park. And it's just it's just it's just weird. I don't know. It's like it's weird. Like I can't come up with any other word. It's just like I think Scotty's right. If we could, if like it's, it's, it's almost like we don't want to interact with fans. I mean, like the the, the close season has just been an absolute. It's almost bordering on a disgrace. I'll be honest with you in terms of the output from the club on their social media channels. We signed Greg Balger. Greg won a double with us in 2017. Haven't heard from him. Not a word. No audio. No video. No nothing. Tim Clancy's done two press conferences, and that's what's gone out in thing. We 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 heard we got a minute from Jack Doherty when we signed. We haven't heard from Evan McLaughlin. We haven't heard from any of the young fellas. I mean, I just don't understand why we're not trying to build an interest in the season. And it's just all very weird. I just keep coming back to the same word, and I just I can't come up with any other word. You see, other clubs around the place are pumping out content on their social media pages we've done absolutely nothing not a word nothing it's weird just for full disclosure i did interview jack and charlie lyons for about 15 minutes each but um yeah still i do uh do agree with a lot of what you said there but that was you on red fm dan for the big red bench and the rest of it that that wasn't the club content like that wasn't the club and the club didn't put that content out i don't think they retweeted it or anything else you know so i mean look like i mean that's fine i presume guys will show up in 96 and red fm and otb and you know whatever the sunday game whatever it is they end up showing up on like but i mean it's just going to be like it's just like maybe the club partners are getting the the content first what club partners club doesn't have well i don't know maybe it does but like like, red fm is gone the whole world knows red fm are no longer the club media partner so is there somebody else stepping in we don't know but i mean i think that's not a secret i mean we knew (laughs) (laughs) we knew the red we knew we knew the red fm situation six four months ago um and it and i and i say this straight out it didn't come from dan and dan has never commented on it because we now have crossovers and cross lines so we need to be careful on what we're saying like but like yeah red fm are gone as the club media partner anyway so we'll see what happens it'll be interesting it's only two and a half weeks out now be interesting to see who's who's interviewing tim clancy on the pitch afterwards um after the carry game if anyone is ticky you gotta call five minutes for the game <laughs> I think no matter what happens, that call will never come anywhere. We have to get one call now. That's enough for any any podcast. 
But isn't it strange though that like the, it is only what three weeks ago is it? And like no one knows the starting outside of the core of probably a thousand people. Isn't that mad? Just minutes in the tank. <laughs> oh god. Anyway. Yeah, it is. It's just like I keep coming back to weird. It's like it's like and we get just just questions and everything is along the same lines. Why are the club not communicating with the fan base? Why are the club not announcing preseason games? Why are the club you know, it's all along the same same lines. And it's 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 weird. There's obviously a reason behind it. Hundred times I've said weird. There's no way like manager, players, coaching staff, they all just stay radio silent. There there has to be be they have to have been told this. Um because there's no way nobody talks. And it's it's not like they're talking to the media. You're talking to your fan base. The people who are basically the bread and butter of the club. You know? The ones who buy the merchandise. The ones who buy the subscriptions to LOI TV. The, the ones who buy tickets to the games. The ones who travel up down the country. The lack of respect is just astonishing. And I... I, I do you know? Um, it's just... I just don't understand it. But look, hopefully they haven't shot themselves in the foot. Um, we'll see. That's what it is. Scotty hit the nail in the head. It's a lack of re- it's a lack of respect for the fan base. That's hitting the nail in the head there. Do you think it's just fear that um, if they say something now, that it'll be used as a stick to beat them further down the line? You know, when Usher was doing his PR run last year, that there's extremes. There's one extreme to the other. There's a mid. There's a midpoint you can use. You don't like last year was completely opposite of what we're doing now. And it's just, we saw it at the end of last season. Decky pointed it out that there was no word from the club for two weeks. We said, you know what? That's fine. Don't want to annoy the fans. Annoy the fans are pissed off. Now the fans need the club to step up. And it's not happening. And the problem here is, right, if we win our games, great, amazing. If if we don't win our first two games, it's going to turn nasty. Because people are already on edge. They're not. No one's trying to give them good news. No one's... I'll tell you now, what they're doing is completely wrong. I don't know who's advising the club on this. It's just madness. Look, we win our first five games, doesn't matter. But it's a huge risk to take, in my opinion. Yeah, if they don't want the fans, looks like they don't want potential sponsorship either. There's no sponsorship catalogue uh, for ex-sponsors and none released into the public domain. Uh, Wayne, I'll go to you first on this one. Generalization okay. of thoughts. Um, so it's, just, it's the same. It's, I just don't get it. Uh, Decky probably knows more because he, he he knew the prices and all that kind of stuff first. Um, I just think it's a bit mad. Um, yeah, I know they want to go a different way of getting corporate sponsors. I get that, but Cork City have for the last ten years we've lived on supporter sponsorship. You know, a community kind of digging in. Maybe we don't need it, which is fine. But again. It's a big risk to take. Look, it's at our club, so it doesn't matter, really. It's up to the ownership and the, the board to decide what they want to do. But I hope they don't shoot themselves in the foot again. It's the same saying. I'm go- That's my saying for the f- Don't shoot yourself in the foot. Both of them. You know? Dicky. Yeah, I, I fundamentally agree. Look, it, it's it's a strategy. and And as Scotty pointed out, the club is an owner and and a board and whatever way it works and they're entitled to implement whatever strategy they want to implement. And more part of them, as I said, I just hope it works out. 
the way they want and probably need it to work out. Yeah. Is there any word on any big sponsors coming in from the forums or I haven't heard anything anyway? Well, Zeus are still there as as I, they had a two year deal, so this would be their second year in that deal. So um no, I think there might be some movement, maybe more so on the women's side with new sponsors and that. And that's great because that's badly needed. But look, we'll we'll cover that in Las Damas later in the when the before the women's season's about to kick off. Um but no, there's look, I mean uh, we'll probably be the What's last the cost, to know Dickie? anything this year. I believe the cost of like this is just taken off the forum what somebody put on the forum of a player sponsorship is four hundred and ninety five euro plus fat for the for the coming season. So you're looking at five eighty? Is it five six hundred? I know it's twenty three percent. It's six hundred and six hundred and thirty something euro, six hundred and thirty four euro or something like that. Do we know what that is like a comparison is to other sides are Cove Ramblers. What were they? Do you know? Cove, la- Cove last season. What did Cove cost us last season with Jack Doherty? I'm no problem it saying was, it. Was, it was well, I'd say it was about a third of the price. Was it 200 quid? Flat? It was about 250, I think, yeah. 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 Jesus. And we got, um, we actually got engagement from the football club. Yeah, the, the the thing is, and the thing that kind of amazes me is, as we sit here now, and myself and Scotty, we were both involved in it, neither of us can remember the price because it wasn't an issue. It wasn't a barrier. Do you know what I mean? It was just, that's the price, so we don't remember what it was. Whereas if, I'll always remember that this season was €495 Euro plus fat sponsor of Cork City player. And do you know when you are sponsoring a player, is it just to get your name in the programme or does the player get any benefit? Is it just the money is going to the club? Yeah. And you're supposed to get, you know, two visits to your, you know, if you're a business, two visits to your premises and all this. We sponsored loads of players and they were never on the pod once, never mind twice. They never came to Toe Tap Towers. They never did any of that stuff. Like, you know, so look, it's more just the way of giving the club money, to be fair. And that's that's fine. That's that's absolutely fine. As I said, it's just a new strategy, a new way of doing things. It's 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 going along the lines again of corporate stuff and, and as i said that's fine there's nobody has an issue with it it's just a new strategy and like any new strategy it has to it it kind of has to work for you because i do think they've made it too expensive for as scotty has said for the for the fan base sponsorship which was always a large part of the player sponsorship it was always a large number of fans who just had it was another way to give the club you know 200 250 quid whatever it was i think that's gone now for for that that section of the support so you're now relying on your your corporate strategy coming home and delivering the the money that you require let's hope they do well we at Totap towers just decided to sponsor jack doherty's boots yeah great deal great man great sponsorship Great charity. I like it. Great charity. Indeed. Why is it again? 20 quid for every goal, isn't it? Every like re- real goal. So outside. Real like, go- the, yeah. Real, yeah. Yeah. League or FA Cup, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, season ticket sales are well down. No feel good factor with fans. Connection. Allegedly. At an all time low. Uh, Decky, I'll, I'll go to you first here. Again, it's just the same. It's what we've been talking about for the last 15, 20 minutes. And again, as Wayne said, that's an allegedly. 
Um, that was just something I was on the forum that that so the say season tickets are down. But you just know from talking to people that they are because like people who had season tickets last year are openly saying we don't have them this year, you know, and that's that's the cost of relegation. That's what happens when you get relegated, and especially when you've like this season will be our third season out of four in the first division. Like there's just no getting away from that. So. Look, there comes a financial cost with that, and and that's what it is. Hopefully, we get promoted, and everybody comes back and buys season tickets again for next year. We've spoken about the the, the lack of connection with the fan base, so I don't think we need to go back over it again. But it is what it is. Decisions have been made. There's obviously, as Scotty said, there's obviously reasons for those decisions. Nobody knows what they are. Hopefully, they bear fruit at some stage in the future. What what do you think the average uh, attendance will be this year? I think it will be good. If we're winning games, it will be good because the casual supporters come out when you're winning games and they don't overly take too much notice of what league you're in. A winning team who are playing well, who are scoring goals, will always attract fans, irrespective of the division. And there's every chance it goes that way. And the club just think this strategy was brilliant. It was fantastic. And nobody would be able to argue. The problem is, as Scotty has already said, if it doesn't go that way, then it just becomes... I don't know what it becomes. It just it, it becomes 1,500 people at a home game. That's what it becomes, you know. And that's yeah. not going to pay. Transfer market have it here as the average last year, 3,637. We We're losing for? though. True. I reckon we'll have a seven. base of two thousand. I think, and I think the first game we're going to get with three and a half, four thousand. I reckon, and I think if we're running away with it, or we're not winning, it'll go down. It needs to be tight to be up. I think we always get a mid-season slump every I... year. It always goes down in the summertime and comes back up again, but. I just fear that there's not enough marketing going on. Um, I don't know. No one can actually tell what it's going to be. I don't think. I think if you do say, "Oh, it's going to be three and a half," I think you're lying because you, you can't tell. Um, I just fear the risk of not being out there in the public domain. You know, that's all. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go into a bit of a preseason games review now. Uh, first up, we had a shopping centre nil, Cork City nil. Uh, of course, the shopping centre went on to win in, in penalties. Uh, <laughs> Dickie, you were there to witness this one, were you? No, I wasn't. No, oh, no I thought you I were. Wasn't. I Not that you day. Were. No, I was in. I was in for my for the Galway game, but I wasn't. I wasn't at the shopping centre game. Uh, but look, it was a young team. It was under 19s. I said at the time I had no issue with it. I still don't have an issue with it. If you look at the teams that the likes of Patch, Shelburne, Bowes have put out in the Leinster Senior Cup, they have all gone with their under 20 teams in, the, in that competition as well. This was the first preseason game. And for me, the biggest issue with the Munster Senior Cup is the timing of the, cu- of, of the Cup. It's a ridiculous time, in my opinion, to play the first round of the Munster Senior Cup because the league team or the League of Ireland teams have no preseason game under there and therefore, they, in my opinion, they're correct and they're forced into playing young teams, especially on a Astro in Mayfield, which is where we played. Um, and it's, it's, it's I, I, I have no issue with it. It is what it is. Like, just 
yeah, cool. Shrug the shoulders and move on. It's a game you still should be winning, though. I mean, I know Wilson, I'm sure, would have been up for it no end, but... You you should, yes, you should be winning. But, I mean, um, we didn't. So, and like the only knock-on effect is, I presume that we would have worked a game against Scott or against Waterford in the next round of the Munster Senior Cup into our pre-season schedules. And obviously we couldn't organize a game against Waterford on that basis. We didn't win the tie. We're missing that game. I think we're a game down. And then the Derry game was cancelled. So we're probably two games down in pre-season in comparison to what our ideal um, scenario would have been. When uh, the shop at centre, they were your old team, weren't they? Uh, they're my local team. Um, I thought it was great. Like the, the keeper is the chef in Petonis and they're, they have a striker in Peter Mark and stuff like, and I think the shopping centre in general had, there was banners and there was, the players came in, it was, it was great fun. And then the whole area, the whole village, I suppose you'd call it, really Wilton, like, um, it was great. Firework going off and there was parties in the street, there was a band came down. I thought it was, I thought it was brilliant, like, you know, oh, don't we Wilton United top and we Wilton shopping centre sponsors. It was great. Yeah, I loved it. Um, it's a stepping stone to the future for us, you know, um, but yeah, enjoyable. Yeah, uh, we were speaking of the Pats there a second ago. Well, did, things didn't get much better. They got worse. In fact, uh, St. Pats 4, Cork City nil. Uh, Wayne, we'll stick with you here. Your thoughts after this one? It was 4-1. It was 4-1, wasn't it? I thought, yeah. Was it 4-1? Was it 4-0? Yeah. It was Gal- Galway's was 4-1. Yeah, four, no, it was 4-0. Four, no. four, yeah, yeah. No, no. Galway um, was 4-0 and, and Pats was 4-1. Are you sure? I thought it was going to be I was in I was at the Galway game. We did not score <laughs> at the Galway game. Are you sure? Now, I was there. I was in for why we did not score. I was there for Who all the minutes. So? I didn't leave early. Um uh, the young fella, Osa um O'Sullivan oh, signed the pro yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. Sixteen year old. You know what? Is it, like yeah, I know we were saying it's pre season and losing four 0 and four one. You know, what do you expect against Premier Division teams, but you still can't be losing four goals, like you know what I mean. I know Decky's on about levels and stuff like last year, which bit him in the ass last year. But the, it just worries me. We're not taking this serious enough. I know people are going, "Oh, it's only preseason. Who cares?" We did the same last year and the year before. At what stage do we take it seriously? Is it five games in? And we've lost three of them. You remember last year we panicked. Seven games in, we were panicking. Why are we doing the same again this year? I know. I don't expect to be Pats and Galway. Well, Galway, I think we do actually. I think at least. Have a team in place to actually try and challenge them. And yeah, it's a preseason, but it's also embarrassing conceding eight and scoring one in two games. And a third one is against a shopping centre. Like, it's just. Um, and the fourth one, like, it's if we didn't lose, you know, in fairness. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I just. I know it's preseason. I know that. But kind of preseason is where you kind of get the set pieces going and you get your defensive line working and. Look, maybe we'll magically turn up against uh, Kerry and beat them 4 or 5 nil. Hopefully we do. Did we ask me to start the pod? Like, how happy was I? I said a 2. How angry am I? I'm at a 6 <laughs> now, to be honest with you. <laughs> Can you hear it in your voice? I really am getting fucking pissed off at this already. I don't know how we're going to do another 60 of these. Gabe's coming up. We play Shells. Yeah, Saturday at 6. And then Bowes uh, the following Friday night in Daily Mount. Look, we'll do a quick, quick prediction. 
or quick hopeful prediction for those two games? I look, I look. There's no predictions as such. Like, but the only thing I'd say is that we need, like, the, but this is the time in preseason when the when the, the the heavy lifting is done, as they say. The 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 running has been done. The fitness should nearly be there. This is when the transitions and the systems and everything else is 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 done, and it's it's beaten to players on a daily basis. And we're missing like we're we're like the squad oh i don't even want to think about it but like we're we don't have strikers we're short a center back we're short a number six we're short a right back in my opinion and we don't have these players and they're missing this vital time the galway game i was at we were beaten four nil i wasn't impressed with galway at all it's overly said that but then it's so early in pre-season it doesn't really bother me there was four goalkeeping errors. <laughs> like that's the big thing. After all our trials and tribulations with goalkeepers last year, to me, there was four goalkeeping errors that that cost us the four goals. So that's a worry. But is it just one of those things that happens in preseason? Who knows? The Pats game I didn't see, so I can't comment on it. But as I said, when the heavy lifting has now been done and the fitness level should be getting there, and we should be working on transitions and systems and all that stuff i would take much more notice maybe not of the results against shelburne and um bows but certainly the performances and the thing is we're not going to be able to see the games so it's going to be hard to comment on performances but you will hear from shelburne and i do i will know people at the game and there would probably be some of the exiles at those games and things like that as well so you would hope to kind of get some feedback especially around performances but the performances in these last two friendlies our last two preseason games and the results have to be far better than what's come already i think this is the, these are the two games that you start to look at before you go into the season. And I, I I do take notice of what happens in these games. I do think it's far more important than what happened in the earlier games. Okay. Well, let's go into the City Player Signings Review. Uh, we'll start off with two goalkeepers, Bradley Wade and Aidan Dowling. Who's the keeper in goal in the Galway game? Do we know? It was Dowling started. Dowling played the first half and Bradley Wade played the second half. Um, look, lads, it was one game. C- can we cheer up a bit? Yeah, we started off very well, and then it kind of just fucking you know, hell. Yeah. Like it's just like there'll be no one listening to us if we don't think Bradley Wade. Come on. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but look, here's the thing: they're like we've brought in plenty of players, good players. Jack Darty's a good player, obviously. Greg Bulger's a very good player. Sean Murray could be sensational in this division if you can keep him right. fit. I'll, I'll rattle him Keepers, off. Keepers, who knows? Go for it. Like glad, like, do, no, hang on. Do it like gladiators, will you? Dara Crowley, Connor Drynan, John O'Donovan, Charlie Lyons, Harvey Nevin, and Captain <laughs> Kean Coleman. Happy enough that uh, I mean we're, we're yeah, lacking yeah, a bit of I mean we're lacking a bit of quality in my voice, but a bit, a bit of quality in defence as well. You would say, do you reckon? I'd say so. I, I think John Donovan, Coleman, Charlie Lyons, and Derek Crowley. But there's Crowley out for another six months. Is he three, four months, three months? Is he? Before he's fit, 
match fit. Oh, by the way, so, something I wanted to mention. Do you think it's poor Hakkinen hasn't got a send-off after the two yes. seasons he had with us? No acknowledgement. Before Decky jumps in here, because I know he's going to. Nobody got an acknowledgement. No, no, no. When players leave on good terms, they get acknowledged. Have you noticed that? Especially, it happened on the women's side last year, I believe. Am I right in that? This is my own personal opinion, anyway. Yeah, that's probably a little bit too simple. Because... Simple kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, look... Jonas should have got, of course he should have got an acknowledgement. You know, lots of players should have got an acknowledgement. Kevin Kostovic should have got an acknowledgement. Jonas should have got an acknowledgement. Ali Gilchrist should have got an acknowledgement. You know, Gilchrist won a league here. Okay, it was the first division. He still won a league here. Jonas won a league here. You know, it's like, it's. It, I don't think it reflects well on the club. I don't think it reflects well on the club. But then I guess the other side of it is how do you pick who does get an acknowledgement and who doesn't get an acknowledgement? All you have to say is a list of players who aren't signing. Yeah. No, that's true. That is true. Okay. Uh, moving on to our midfield. Kean Bargery, Barry Coffey, Carl O'Sullivan, Malik Dixdeal, Jack Doherty, Matthew Murray, Greg Bulger, Sean Murray, loan until the end of July. That's a good midfield, to be fair. I think it's our it's the strongest by a long way, anyway. Section. If you don't include Matt Matt Healy, right? To say Matt Healy wasn't there last year to start, it's it's probably a better midfield than last season. No, stick Matt Healy in, obviously it's better. But if you go through Warman and um, Crabtruck. Bulger, this is a better midfield, I think. Do you agree, Jackie? No. I, I like No, no Aaron no, Bulger. No party. No. No, I don't. No, it's not that. It's not that. But it's like I just don't know. I don't agree. Like, okay, like yeah, Greg has come in. Sean Murray, as I said, could be sensational, but we need to keep him fit. And that's the key thing with him. We need to get him and keep him fit. But if we do, then like like he could be anything in this division. Genuinely. As a goal scoring eight or ten, he could be sensational. But we need to get him and keep him fit. And that's that's a huge going on his last two years, that is a big requirement. Or it's 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 a big thing to do because other clubs haven't been able to do that. And I know he's come off a serious um, hip surgery. But if he was flying fit and playing at the top of his game, then we wouldn't have got anywhere near signing him. So, you know, that's the payoff. Um, so, yeah, we just got to hope that we can, we can, as I said, we can get him and keep him fit. But if we do, he could be sensational. Greg, Greg will cruise around in this division, you know. Is Jack Doherty a midfielder? I'm not so sure. I think he's more of a, you know, outside forward um, type scenario. Um, I just hope that at no stage he's asked to play as a nine with his back to goal because that would be demented, um, in my personal opinion. 
I suppose you mentioned uh, Jack Doherty there. Like we're gonna we're gonna need goals from somewhere because all we have as out and out forwards at the moment, Josh Fitz, Evan McLaughlin, and Keen Murphy. Like it's fairly worrying, Dickie. It's grim. It is. Yeah. Look, I mean, we're short up top, and I, I like you have Josh Fitzpatrick and Evan McLaughlin in there as forwards. Um, I'm not so sure either. I think McLaughlin can play. Again, as an eight or a ten, he played off the right against um, in the game I saw him against, in against Galway, um, and I think I, I think we will play the four two three one. So then, like the only out and out striker number nine we have is Keen Murphy at the moment. Um, so I think we need to add two at least. And like I saw people saying, we'll just add one more. If you do that and you just have two, say, out-and-out strikers, two number nines, if you ever want to play a 4-4-2 or a 3-5-2 or you want to play a formation with two strikers up top, you then have no options off the bench to replace those strikers. What if, you know, you injuries and everything else, which we're undoubtedly going to have, every club will have. I think we need we need three strikers. To me personally, we would need four, but that's never going to happen. No, so I think the minimum requirement is three, absolute minimum at this stage, as number nines. And for me, and Tim Clancy said this in his press conference. So I think <laughs> myself and Tim see the game very similar. I think uh, you know I, I I I don't think that number nine needs to be an out no goal scorer. I think it's more important that they're able to play with their back to goal get the team up the park and allow us to get into those positions there where you can have a Jack Doherty, you can have a Barry Coffey, you can have a Sean Murray, a Greg Bulger, a Matt Murray, whoever it might be. Create those goal scoring opportunities mm-hmm. and get in and, 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 and take those chances, you know? Yeah. Is that, is that what you reckon what the plan is that a fair share of those goals are going to come from the midfield rather than the actual strikers? Yeah, I think so. I think, like Tim has said that, his teams have always scored goals and they've always scored goals from lots of different areas. Um, so I think, yeah, it's definitely something that he would plan for um, and would like. And that, to me, then, is why I think it's more important that the nine is good with their back to goal and, and is able to hold that ball up and get us up the pitch, more so than being an out-and-out goal-scoring nine, you know? Yeah. City players who have left traitor or faithful before you leave the game forever can you reveal are you a faithful or are you a traitor oh it's the other way around it was faithful or traitor what's this Aaron Bulger is he's Scotty, Jackie. Scotty has never seen the the, the television program. Scotty's never seen the television program. Which I makes haven't this either. Difficult. Um, haven't you either? Oh, for Christ's yeah, sake! Well, I don't know. Like, so here, Texas, massive. <laughs> yeah, this big massive <laughs> television phenomenon of the last Love six Island's weeks on, or like. so, and none of none of the lads have seen it. Um, look, wherever Eileen Ring is listening to this, she'll be loving it anyway because she was a big fan. Um. So yeah, uh, sorry, you asked who did you go to? Aaron Bulger. Well, just answer this question for you. The answer is the only answer is Josh Honan. It's the only answer to the, to the question. That's all we need to know. 
I taught. I taught. I taught. We were going to go through every one of them, but oh, I think are we? Okay. I don't know what again. I think. Sorry. I think. I think Wayne was going to just <laughs> single out Josh Horn and go, "Yeah, you prick." <laughs> traitor, traitor. Well, yeah. Look, I mean, obviously, Josh is Josh is one of the traitors. Like, there's no getting away from that. He was um, picked as a traitor very early in the game and kept it to himself and played his part well and I think he was really only outed when Shamrock Rovers told Cork City that he was signing for them um, that's only when it came to light so yeah but look to be fair to Josh <laughs> and it's funny because seemingly he was somewhere I know was it in town or somewhere the other day talking to Aaron Drynan and a toe tapper one of us in the group who continually works in toe tap towers was walking past and heard Josh Stinky. telling people that his house in Dublin that he's now living in with Rovers is fantastic. Incredible pad. And one of the main reasons for that is because it has a dartboard. So, you know, um, <laughs> fair play to him. So that got me thinking and we need help with the toe tap. Do, do, do you have a dartboard, uh, I have it home. I have it home. Home, yeah. Why don't you have one in the new place? It would make it. I'll make it hames. It make it hames at the wall. But yeah, it would really add oh, to yeah. the feng shui of the room here. All right, to be fair. Can we get a tour? Can we get a tour? <laughs> Is it the living room? Actually, there's Wi-Fi in the gaff. No, sure. Yeah, of course you can. I do go for but the, tour the, here, the, the toe tappers aren't going to be able to see. Um... Do fuck. The yeah. We have a look. Right. Uh, there's, there's some attitude well, here, our new line this year attitude, now right huh? our new line this year we're going to follow the club who cares about this, the listenership we don't care about you we're going to crack on without you get these right, sponsors no, in the kitchen here, no one to put on the light oh for <laughs> Ooh. skylight and all yeah it's very Red dusty curtain, though it's, very nice. it's a, yeah it's very nice yeah we're also it's testing a, your wifi here which is quite good like Oh, it's perfect. Uh, there's a jack stair under the stairs. Uh, close Are you with college students? No, no. I live with a guard, a 33-year-old guard from Clare and hmm. uh, an actor. I think he's 32. Would they come on the pod someday just for a bit of, bit of crack? I'd say the, the actor definitely would anyway. Isn't every 33-year-old male from Clare a guard? No? It's just like... <laughs> I think that I just think happens, I've... yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever f- met a 33-year-old male from Clare who isn't a guard. Like, Who are we going to offend this year, Decky? <laughs> guard from Clare. <laughs> he played inter-county hurling as well, I think, and football, yeah. But you're all Clare people do that, don't they? Jesus. Oh, that's grand. So, a nice little pad for yourself. Yeah. Um, the question here is actually, so toe tappers, what would Josh Honahan's Dart's nickname be? That's the big question for this yeah, week. But I'm um, thinking, you know, we need we we want some interaction from the toe tappers. So if Josh is delighted with his dartboard in his new house in Dublin, we might he might as well have a darts nickname. So what would it be? Judas. I would think there would be <laughs> the lots Judas of rat, in. rat. Lots yeah, lots of rat related um suggestions coming our way, I'd say. But look, let's see what happens. And look, only progressing his career to be fair, okay? You know? But um we'd all we'd all do it. We'd all that's do it, true, it. that's true. That's absolutely true. That is absolutely true. And like the players who have left, like go through the list, Bulger, 
Joe O'Brien, you know, Jonas, Kostovic. Um, in fairness to Tunde, to be fair to Tunde, he got a move to Macclesfield. Like, he's after scoring three or four goals since he went over there. Like, so I mean, there's a chance for us all in life yet. Like, you know, that's <laughs> a bit harsh, you fucker. You're a bad man. I love Tunde. I love Tunde. I love Tunde. Um, he's a very nice man. All right, yeah, that concludes. He's, he's progressed, yeah. Well, we haven't mentioned Kostovic has been released by Veya. I mentioned him there briefly. He was always going to be uh, faithful. Oh, Keats is a faithful, yeah. He was just. Is Kostovic, um, is he, has, been, has he been released by his club back in Sweden? The article he put in the group chat was in Swedish, like. Uh, it's, 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 like it's like there's an, a, an echo in here. Scotty says something, <laughs> you said about five minutes ago, Dan. Later, Dan repeats it. <laughs> yeah, so he was released by his club. Um, looked like it was mutual, but um, can't see him coming back here. I think it was fairly uh, nailed on. He wasn't. No, it could change, but this was two months ago. Three months ago, was it, Decky? Um, he was off on a plane to Sweden. Yeah, right at the end Not of the season. Back. Okay, I thought I thought you know, there was a genuine echo because if the door open here, uh, that concludes our first half toe tapper. Stay with us in the second half where we will have Gok One's merch watch, and as well <laughs> the, 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 the mailbox. <laughs> Stay tuned. Hey, toe tappers, become an elite supporter of your favorite podcast by signing up to our Patreon. For as little as two euro a month, you can help us to continue to bring you all your favourite Cork City FC news and fun. Imagine life without Lean Bossen. Imagine not hearing Commie Watch. Well, it's time to stop being a tight arse and sign up to one of our five tiers. Each tier has different perks for you. Click the link on totap.ie or head to patreon.com forward slash totap. We're broke and poor and need your hard-earned cash. And welcome back to part two, Totapper. We have a brand new segment here. It is Gok One's <laughs> March Watch. Do you want your own jersey? Down, sunshine. Do you want your own woolly hat? Wash down. She sighs every day as she passes the way. Do you want your own gilet? Wash down. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so basically what happened was um, because we can't get any content from the club anymore. You know, we had a bit of content last year before. we got to make our own content. So I had a bright idea of going out and spending 250 euro in a club shop. Um, ranking it, ranking the merchandise with pros, cons, ratings, pricing, all that kind of stuff. And if I like it, I'll pay Totap back the money. So if I like, say, the jersey, I'll give Tok that back 75 quid. If I don't like it, we're going to send it off to like St. Vincent de Paul or clothing banks and some lads somewhere else might have the jersey. You know, a good thing, charity, basically. So that's the whole idea behind it is getting the merch, rating it, and see what it's like. Simple, isn't it, really? Yeah. I like the idea. No? I'm very intrigued. Um, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, do you, do you have the uh, Cork City retro tea handy by any chance? Uh, 
I do, I do, I do. Uh, I have it here. It was yeah, 20, 25 euro. 25 euro. It's the one. It's the black one with the uh, jerseys in it, right? You know that one? Yeah, I wasn't bowled over by this now on initial on initial looks. Yeah, I wasn't really either. But on first impressions, right, the t shirt is very high premium quality, right? It's, it's a Stanley Stella t shirt. It's the same t shirts we used last year for Toe Tap Charity. The, the ones we sold, the Vera ones and the the cheap remember, ones. What, what, what did we do it for again? What was it for? We had t-shirts last year. Oh, I don't know. We did it for something anyway. Yeah, right? we did t-shirts. We had. High quality. The yeah. problem is, an X, I'm XL, right? So everything I bought was XL. Didn't even try it on. I bought it online because I knew I wouldn't try it on. I went in and took it. Got it, right? XL is a large. So it's like a titty top of me. It's tight. Mm. Right? The problem there is, whatever with the graphic, whatever with the quality t-shirt, if someone goes in and buys an XL and doesn't try it on, it's not going to fit them. And on the website, there's no size chart. So there is an issue, right? First of all. So high quality tea, shit design, shit sizing. I gave it an F. An F. Okay. We're going to move on yeah. to uh, the Cork City grey hat now. Yes. Give it a B. Very nice. Mm. Nice quality. Nicely priced. It's a bit tight. It's a bit tight on the head. Now, the average person probably hasn't got a big head as me, but like I suppose I have an average size head. You know. uh, no hair, so it should kind of measure itself out. But it's quite tight, and when you have a hat on it, it kind of makes the rest of your face kind of go like swollen a bit. Okay. So I gave it a B for the... Like your head, no, the beautiful little head you have would be perfect. But me and Declan, it's like... A head like quite large head, head as well, especially with the glasses, you know. It just it just tightens me at the yeah. side. No, it's a night like we had a hat years ago from the forty seven or was it from New Era? Fantastic, but it was about thirty five euro. It's quite expensive. This price point of twenty quid, everyone should be getting one. The grey hat is top notch. The black one I can't show you because my dog ate it. Um, second one I've bought in a year, and the dog has eaten both of them, so they're not dog friendly. Uh, but yeah, the hats. But you are, you also give that a high rating. Yeah, I give it a B. Yeah. It's that's even tighter again, but again, I can't complain my head size. So, first thing I, I love bobble hats, you see, and I give it I give it a, a B, hundred percent, top notch. Moving on to the uh, Adidas Tiro Twenty Three Grape Holo. Terrible. Give it a D. Uh, XL. It's really an XXL. So if you went and bought a T-shirt and a polo shirt, the T-shirt's too small and the polo shirt's too big, and it's like a dress. And like I probably the, between uh, yeah. I'd be between a large and XL. I'd be more XL than large, so I wouldn't be the higher XL part of it. This is just a dress on me. Like, it's it's horrendous. Um, the quality is good. All the Adidas gear, Adidas gear across the board. It's but always again, too big. There's no, there's no size chart. That's the problem. You know, I got an Adidas one before, and I actually put it into a clothes bank last week. It was the blue one from about three years ago. Wore it once because it was too big. And if I go into a shop, you'd normally go, like a hoodie would be an XXL on me, probably, because you don't want it a bit looser. But... They go in and buy a double XL T-shirt for when you're an XL. It's ridiculous. Like, or buy, you know, I should have, should have to go and buy a large if I'm an XL. Is what I mean. Um, quality seven, sizing I gave it a three out of ten. Design seven, price I gave it a six because it's fifty five euro, a bit pricey. So I gave it a twenty three out of forty in total. I rankings for them all. I put them on Twitter later or Monday. I'll, I'll put them all up. Yeah, you've the cost price here as well. Gave it a D. Yeah, thirty five uh, euro at a public level to buy on their own. So. You could maybe yeah, get them a crest. 25 max in bulk. Selling price 50 quid. And, oh, mark up there. 15 to 25 euro. 
probably on the higher side. We're moving on to the uh, Adidas Black Ent 22 tracksuit top. Uh, this one this l- was a real standout, uh, Wayne, for you. Bought this last year. Um, it's brilliant. It's top notch. Uh, it's high quality. It's very breathable. It's a good fit. I gave it a 34 or 40. Uh, the cost price is 24 euro. It's on sale for 60, which is quite the markup. Put the crest on. But I gave it an A. I think it's quite good. And I think they still sell them. They're still there on sale for youths, but not anymore for adults. But yeah, it washed. I'd say I've washed it probably 20 times and it's held up. So very good. Uh, the Aspen Gilet jacket. The pro here is it fits. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. Um, who, have you ever worn a Gilet, lads? Um, yeah, we got given them. A, I got given them work, but I'd only wear that work. I wouldn't wear one. This is the thing. I don't, I don't know where you wear. Cause I'm wearing it now, right? And it's actually, to be honest, I'm always in my t-shirt in the pod because you always get too hot with a hoodie. So it's nice in that situation. But where else would I wear one? It's just, you know what I mean. I just don't like. I don't understand what the use of a gilet is. For some people wear them going out, fancy ones, but the crest is huge on it. Look at the size of the crest on it. And on the other side. There's nothing, right? Now, I know it's not Adidas. It's, it's a different brand, but they should have Zeus, Zeus, or what's the sponsor Zeus. called? Zeus or Johnson Parrot, something on the other side to make it kind of more, what's the word I'm looking for? Aesthetic, uh, symmetrical. Symmetrical, yeah, balanced. So even the sponsor here, it would make it 10 times better. But it's just, again, the crest is, it's, it's, the cost price is 27 euro or something, and they're selling it for how much? 55? Some people wear it, but I think it's just it's an item that the only thing I get good is the zippy part of it. But, you know, some people wear it, but you couldn't see someone wearing it to a football game. I just don't see why you'd wear it. Ah, I could see people wearing it. Gimmick, really. Maybe golfers, maybe golfers wear it. I don't know. Like I know horse stable people wear them, but like, we're footballers, football fans, I should say. Uh, the Cork City away jersey. I have this one and the home one. I'm delighted with them. I must. What say. do you think? What do you? Ah, think? very good. I was delighted. I mean, I agree with the rating of the B. Maybe not so much the A, but um, I think it's lovely. I think it fits really nice. Um, don't really wear jerseys too much. The only problem I have is the crest is too far over towards the center. Do you know what I mean? I, I just think I didn't like here now. Yeah, it's, where is it? Let me just, let me just it's like here now. Can you see? It's you can't really see. It's just too. The crest should be over here more. Okay. It's just too close. Fair That's the point. only bad Fair thing. Point. I kind of see I it now. The jersey pointed it out, but I never would have I think noticed. The jersey, the sponsor could be bigger too for the fans. I think it should be bigger. That's the size they have on the on the players because he has to be a certain size. I think for well in Europe it was anyway. I don't know about the league. Um, I do jersey. I think the design's sensational. I really do. I gave it a B. Um, I don't know why I gave it a B. I'm going to give it an A. I'm going to change it to an A because I think it's one of the nicest jerseys we've had. I did order the, the white one. Oh, well, I did, and it was actually my size in the blue one, and I got that instead. You can say I the crest like is the uh, too close. I, I knew, to I knew the white one. I'd, I'd price slate. I did. It's in the middle. You see, I don't like the crest in the middle. I would have put yeah. it on the other so side. I, I, I kind of liked that they changed it up and did something. Fans were crying out for, yeah, I think, yeah, one sure for a while. Jerseys are for kids anyway. Kids and young adults, as they say. So, you know. But yeah, I, I'd probably keep that if I'm in the jerseys. But I think someone else might get a better wear of it. But 
that's not the end of it though. This is going to be a weekly segment because I'm going to throw this in the wash four or five times this week and see if the crest hangs on. I am going to do loads of stuff with it. I'm going to just throw it out the back and mess around with it and see, just see the wear and tear of it. Um, we know the hat is dog some, friendly uh, proof. Yeah. Patreon content there, sir, in the bag. Absolutely. Well, this will be weekly content. And look, the club may ban me from the shop in a couple of weeks, but that's, that's their choice. As I said, I'm being honest here. This isn't slate in the club. I will go, I went in and my stuff was there within the day uh, and Pat behind the counter. Very friendly, always helpful, always chatting away. Um, the shop looks fantastic. Um, just some of the items are a bit strange to say. Like there's the zippies that come down halfway, right? Like if you if you're anyway over the age of thirty five and you've got the man tits stuff going on, you're you're in trouble. Like if you're over the age of thirty five, you can't wear those tops. Like it's just it's just in me. I, I put on one day like and it's it's horrendous. I can see my tits hanging out. Like it's just a tarot. So I'll, I'll buy one now. In a couple of weeks we we'll buy another one. The green one with the stories. Jesus, get a fine look at those titties. Uh, and that has been. Boobs. Gok Wayne Wan's merch watch. Thank you very much, Wayne. Yeah! Do you want your own jersey? Wash down, conchine. Do you want your own woolly hat? Wash down. <laughs> she sighs every day as she passes the way. Do you want your own gilet? Wash down. Dun, da, da, Back to and the can football. I, can I just say, before we finish, do you mind, sorry you're interrupting again with the delay. We're only doing this because we've, we have to create our own content. And there's plenty more of this stuff to come. Just give us some content that we've been happy. But no, you didn't do well, it, so here we are. To Thank be you. fair, like, I think it's fair because like people are continually talking about merchandise. We can't... Yeah come on and talk about merchandise if we haven't got the merchandise and and you know as i said we went away and we bought it and now we have it yeah. and we can test it and we can it and we can give <laughs> will we send it all back <laughs> i see the tag is still on your g later <laughs> it's, still on. it's still there i have more it. I, I didn't want to wear anything till, till tonight you see and i can't send the hat back but well maybe i can i can say look here here we dog ate that what's the story it's not dog proof is advertised. <laughs> <laughs> right, back to the football it's now. It's going to be an honest assessment. And Scotty yeah. has given Scotty has given it A's there as well and things like so. Uh, well, what did I think it was a vote? An A, two B's, a D. I'd say it was two A's, was it? Oh no. No, I give the hat to B's. Ah, that's it was two A's. Yeah, the hats would have A's oh, for the tightness of my head, like and like you most football fans have probably have big heads. Um, to be fair. Right, we move back to the football. Yeah. Happy enough. Uh, pre-season predictions. Uh, this is just, I guess, the whole, uh, the leagues as a whole. So I went, City to win the first division, Pats to win the Premier, and Shamrock to win the Cup. Decky, you went City first division, Pats Premier division, and Shells to win the Cup. Wayne, <clears throat> City first division, Shamrock do a double of uh, the Premier and Cup. Uh, John went City first uh, division, Pats in the Premier, and Sligo in the Cup, and Eileen City first division, Shamrock Premier, and Derry in the Cup. Have you, have you noticed Dickie's starting a bit of a loving with Shells recently? Just watch it for the season now. Watch it for the season. No, he's not. You planted a seed. Shells buddies up there in Drumcondra. The thing I tell you about shells, right? 
and why I put them oh, in for I the see. cup. I think they have the potential to be a very good cup side. And I'll tell you the other thing, shells will be, and I will oh, say shells. this without fail. And I made this product. I made this prediction for Dundalk last year when I said Dundalk would disgrace the league in Europe. They did, right? Shelburne will do well in Europe this year because they're built for it. They're built as a side to do well in Europe. They can sit in, defend well, break break well and catch you on the counter-attack. And they're to me, they're the ideal European side, and I do think Shelburne, as much as it pains me, and I hate them with every ounce of my being. No, but you I, don't. I have to be honest. Judas. I do think they will do well in Europe. <laughs> I do. I think they'll do well in Europe. Wayne, you happy with those predictions? I so. Yeah, I, I, I think um, Pats will do well, but I think they'll just fall short. I don't think Keating is going to score as many goals next season. Yeah, I initially no, I thought I, I, do, initially, I adore him, but yeah, I initially thought he would have known. The more I'm thinking about him, like there might be a small bit of a fall off there, but we shall see. Maybe he'll prove. I think he suits wrong. better when he's on the counter and he's kind of just the balls hoofed up to him. I don't know how he's going to do it in around the box. I could be wrong. Hopefully, well, no, not hopefully. Hope to, yeah, he might. He'll do well. He might do well. I don't know. Who cares? Who cares? Time will tell. Where we're going to turn to the toe tappers now, as we go. To the mailbox. Postman Pat, Postman Pat, Postman Pat, and in black and white cat. Really in a demon. Anthony Falvey comes in and says, Why does the club hate its own fans? Wayne. Info at Cork City FC. Anthony, buddy. Yeah. Decky, why do you think the club hates its own fans? I like is hate its own fans a bit strong? Is it? No. I just think there's a disconnect at the moment. I think there's a disconnect at the moment, and I think winning games will solve a lot of it. But as I said, the danger is we don't win games. We start poor and we don't win games. Then I think anything could happen. Okay, Dylan. Why is there so much secrecy around the club at the moment? If we could play behind closed doors for the season, I believe we would. Oh, well, we kind of answered this earlier, really, didn't we? We did, but like, I mean, I think it's like, like what you say, like, what's the old one? Um, like words are, I think, I think words are very kind of unnecessary, you know. Um, fundamentally, they can only do harm, and you, you probably should just enjoy the silence, you know, and take it on the chair. <laughs> how how long were you sitting on that I, one? I was thinking. Oh no! I swear to God, I was thinking. There, there are lyrics or something. <laughs> was it was actually rough? just sitting there looking at me when I opened the tape today. I was like, "Enjoy the silence." Is still there from Last Damas last year. I can use that now with these questions coming in. That's our new song so, now, Decky, for yeah, the season. There we are. Uh, Dara Hogan <laughs> yeah, yeah, comes yeah. in and says, lack of clarity. When games are on, who's not coming back? Who is coming back? Where are games being cancelled? Just want something from the club. Again, basically answered it, Wayne. I mean, like, just three in a row now of the same kind of questions we're asking. Um, you know, it, it's kind of, it's staring us in the face here. You're only, you're only as good as your last game. In your last game, we lost to Waterford. <laughs> Relegation. So, 
it's still on our minds and there's nothing to cheer us up. It's it's just mad. I just I just don't understand what's going on. I hope there's a plan in place and I'm I hope we win every game this season. I expect us to go unbeaten. Like that was my theory at the start of the season or end of last year. I don't know. Like I'm just worried. We won't go unbeaten. Rory comes in and says, "What um what are the objectives? Surely nothing less than winning the division." I'd imagine so. I would imagine so. Um, Decky has to be it, really, isn't it? Ah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, there is no other. There is nothing else. Like it's win the division, like the old shitter boss. Like you know, yeah. There is no. Like, if we don't win the division, are people like? Okay, if you don't win the division and you go up to the playoffs, yes, of course, people are going to be fundamentally happy with that. But like. You can't go through the uh, season. Well, we're not going up through any we playoffs. Can't. We have to win it outright. We're not going to beat the team from the Premier. Not with the squad we have at the moment, I would say, anyway. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that is true, too. That is fair, too. Uh, don't... Levels, like. <laughs> Jeez, two great bits of uh, improv there. Uh, Duncanuna comes in. Are you worried about the lack of goal scoring, of a goal scoring number nine to replace Keats? When? Yeah, yes, I'm worried, I'm worried about I'm worried about everything. Generally, keepers. The only part I'm not worried about is our midfield and our wing play. I think it'd be quite good. But I, f- I full belief belief in Tim Clancy. I do like because I think he was on top of our list, not top of our list, but he was on our list at the start of. Geez, when Healy was let go, or left, I should say. Um, what wasn't he? Was he top one of our main top? Uh, three? He, was, I think he was. He was definitely. Um. So yeah, he, he's he's got to get a chance. But the problem is. If he doesn't get promoted or champions, he's going to be under serious pressure. I'm sure he knows that. Like he, it took was it three times a draw, twice maybe to get promoted. Was it? Um, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Kearney, we need a striker. Would Ethan Varian be an option, Decky? For playing five aside in Polidoff, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um. Jesus Christ. Yeah, fair enough. Um, uh, for me, for me, for me, Eaton is more of a wide man than a an out and out nine. So yeah. when you talk about strikers, I'd say no. Boring, Keen Coleman. Do you keep chocolate in the fridge, lads? I just found out this is a thing. I'm stunned. I for one do. I do. How do? Pe- yeah, I do. How how do people not keep chocolate in the fridge? This is what I'm has me stunned. Like I like. During the summer, it'd be way too soft. I think there's a bit more debate than I mean. I know we're three for three here now like, on the fridge debate, it, but if you eat a double decker from the fridge, it's 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 quite dangerous. So is a tub of rum bar. Like there are two kind of bars that could actually hurt you and probably you know Mania. you could end up in any eating, eating mm. a fucking freezing cold tub of rum bar. Like you know the big massive ones. Yeah, so kind of, I don't even need to chalk up myself to be honest. But if I was, it would have to be in the fridge. Curly whirlies are dangerous enough as well. You'd pull your teeth out with them. Yeah. I have to say, I don't eat much chocolate, but probably my two favourite are Curly Whirlies and Double Deckers. And I'd horse both out of the fridge, make them as hard (laughs) and as tough and as hard as possible on your teeth. And I'd hockey them down for you, no problem. Couldn't imagine eating them not out of the fridge, to be honest with you. She put eggs in the fridge. Yeah. Same. A lot of people would, be weirded uh, out by that. Ketchup. Tomato sauce. Oh, I'm ketchup in the fridge, man, as well. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, no. Because, no, yeah, no. there's a strong debate. People say, oh, why are you putting something cold on your hot food? I have mayonnaise. Which kind of makes sense in my food. mind. I, I have mayonnaise with curry, like. I think, is this one of these scenarios where if your mother kept the ketchup in the fridge, you keep the ketchup it's in the fridge? It's definitely passed down from generation But if generation your mother kept the ketchup generation. in the press, that you, yeah, you keep it I in the press. Though. No, because yeah. I used to call it tomato sauce growing up, and I would call it ketchup for some reason. So that doesn't really stand. The mysteries. Yeah, I don't know, lads. I think... This would be a great Patreon for me, episode. For me, anyway, chocolate chocolate in the fridge, eggs in the press, ketchup, brown sauce, all those things, all in the press. Keep them out of the fridge. For mayonnaise? Mustard? Have? Mustard in the press, mayonnaise in the fridge. I have mustard in the fridge. It stays hot, like. You're weird. Eileen <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, Ring comes in. Why are the club in love with secret games, men's and women's? You would imagine building a bit of interest would be important, but alas, more intent on alienating fans. Do we not want support? Tell the fans, lads. Also, P.S. I love Oliver. Weird. Oh, lads. <laughs> Poor Aileen. Poor. She'll never look at Santa the same way again anyway, would she? <laughs> um... Like, alas is a great word isn't it it was very well, well written yeah, it was actually surprisingly yeah, like <laughs> thing, yeah the thing is like you all the questions are all the same they're all around the same kind of topics and we've you know we've answered them all like and yeah. Eileen will be back in last time and I'm sure she's going to have plenty to say um, Billy Dorney resurrection new life for CCFC and not a word of negativity until at, la- at least 15 minutes played of our first game back in Purgatory, a.k.a. First Division. Wise words. And then we went to Instagram. Sean comes in. Our lovely jerseys uh, that the crests are peeling. So I've fan, fan trouble with the uh, crests again. Are we happy with the squad Clancy has built? Uh, this one comes in from LOI Designs. Uh, Wayne? <clears throat> at the start, we were like, very excited now we're kind of worried so look i faith in clancy i do i think um we will win the league i'm just worried about stuff happening in the background you know that kind of thing that goes above your head every so often that's what worries me yeah decky i i think the sh- i think the squad is short I've, I've said this all along i think we're short two strikers for me we're short to right back it looks like the plan is to play harry nevin at right back Harry Nevin's a centre-back by trade. I don't like... Cent- it's just me personally. I'm not mad about centre-backs playing right and left-back. Um, it's Grant filling in for a game or two, but not as an out-and-out starting for the season. Um, full-backs. I think we're sh- I think we're shy of six in midfield. I genuinely think we're shy of six. Like, people talk about Bulger and Murray and their potential in this division, and it is massive. It's huge. But neither is a ball winner in there and neither has much physicality about them. And this is the first division and no matter what you do, there's a huge level of physicality and I do worry about getting... Probably bullied is probably the wrong word, but I do worry about maybe getting pushed around in the centre of the park. And I... I keep saying about Sean Murray, he could be so, so good. But I think there are concerns around the injuries that he's had over the last two years. And I worry, like, if Murray's not playing, who's next man up? It's like, 
Barry Coffey could be a starter. So therefore, then you're going down. And, and I, I like some of the young fellas. Matt Murray is massive potential. He's only 16, though. Like, and this is the problem. This is the fear I have that guys like Matt Murray and, um, you know, young O'Sullivan, who, who have buckets and buckets of potential um, and who will be, you know, sorry, Carlos O'Sullivan, I should say, who will be in around game time all season. But you go up to Bray and you go up to Wexford and you go up to Bally Buffet above in Donegal. Matt Murray takes the piss out of a fella for the first 10 minutes, which he's more than capable of doing. The problem is your man goes through him after 10 minutes. And, you know, um, is it fair on young fellas to ask him to, to step into those scenarios? I don't know. They have to learn, but I just... Oh, I have a fear that we've gone too far towards the youth and we haven't brought in enough should we say senior players in inverted commas that's my big fear do you agree with that win um to a point but barcelona have started four 16 rows this year and two of them last week i know it's different ish but yeah i do worry but i'm glad we have people like greg bulger and um older players in the squad now jack dart even but yeah, um, is it the real brand of football we want to introduce these lads to? I don't know. But they have to start somewhere. If they're good enough, sure. Joe Brim Whitmarsh was, was he 16 or 17 when he first started? 16, I think. Carl Heffron played at 16. So if, if you're good enough, I didn't, you draw a line at 16. I don't I think under 16 is, that's it. I don't even go below 16. But I think, you know, throw them in. Okay. Sink uh, or swim. Like, just one thing on the squad there, Scotty. Like you say about older players, Keen Combe is twenty-seven, Greg Bulger's thirty-five, Sean Murray is thirty, and Jack Darty's twenty-nine. Nobody else is older than twenty-three. So like yeah, you, you kind of have four seen their first team starters. Like, though, to Barry Coffey has a lot. Point, of, like I know, I know. Yeah, Barry Barry Coffey's a lot of games under his belt for twenty-three, and you know, so do some other players. But like, it's just. I just do fear that we're too, we're leaning too much towards inexperienced um, versus experienced, you know, and that's that's just my, that's just my my big fear. I do think we need a keeper over the age of thirty with two hundred games behind them, three hundred games behind them. If we could, I don't think starting a keeper twenty one, twenty two is the ideal scenario, especially when they haven't played in this league. You know, yeah. that's what I'd be. I'd be going for a keeper thirty plus if I could. Uh, I'd agree. A bit of drama now. Connor Kieran's uh, FAI phone call, lack of a striker, right back, centre back, discuss. You keeping it? Uh, look. Um, keep keep it if you want. Okay, like. the centre. This, 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 yeah, look, the centre back and the, and the forward have all been dealt with. The <laughs> FAI phone call. Look, let's keep, just keep it. Let's just sit for. <clears throat> yeah, let's sit for a couple of weeks on it until until something uh, becomes clear. But in the meantime, just bear this in mind. <laughs> so look, we're not friends. We're not friends any longer. Dylan says... What, what, what's the lyrics to that song? I don't even know what the lyrics are. 
That's Frankie Goes to the Hollywood. Frankie Goes to Hollywood. What was it? 1984? Was it Two Tribes? What's the lyrics? When two tribes go to war. When two tribes go to war. Yeah. Doesn't make any... Cl- I'm actually more confused than I know what the story is. <laughs> I think I got it, Dickie. Yeah, we can always take it out anyway. It doesn't matter. No, I'll leave it here. The more <laughs> stuff that confuses people, the better, I think, to be honest. <laughs> We're not here to entertain you. We're not here to give you insights into Cork City. We're just here to confuse you. We should flip it's around the pod because it was actually more fun at the end because I'm actually enjoying it now. I was hating it to fucking start. Dylan comes in and says, why hasn't the club had the common decency to announce to announce Jonas's departure and announce the Scottish assistant? Dickie? I don't know. The Jonas thing earlier anyway. Because they hate the fans. Yeah. But like, the thing is, the Scottish chap is our assistant manager. I, I genuinely, as I sit here now, I've no idea what his name is. Do you know? And, and how does that like? How does that happen? How is that allowed to happen? And it's it's purely down to the club and a lack of communication with the fan base. When that man came over, there should have been a, a, a sit down video interview, you know, so we get to know him, get to get a sense of his personality, you know, what have you done in the game? How do you see next season going? Etc. 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 And the thing is, the the club has just put out no content all What's, season. Um, so we did We haven't heard from Greg Bolger. What's Richie uh, doing for the season? He's still with the club, though, isn't he? As far as I know. Yeah, Richie's a first-team coach. Okay. That's good news. Yeah, well, it's good he's involved anyway, but demoted effectively. Well, I don't. I think it's maybe his choice to take it or not. Like, I don't. You're getting into stuff. Like, yeah, you can get into it. Like, I mean, like it's it's like. Like, I was delighted he's around anyway. Oh, like, the, the, yeah, absolutely. But the, like, like, it it appears to me like there was no root and branch, um, synopsis or root and branch investigation done into what 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 went wrong last year. Okay, so I'm not looking for anybody's head to roll. That's not me. That's not what I'm saying at all. You know, but one coach was left go, and that was Deck Coleman. Right? Are you honestly trying to tell me? That Decky Coleman is responsible for what went on last year. Yeah, simple answer is no. It's impossible. He can't be. But he's the only one who isn't back, so he's carrying the can to a degree. Like, and people say, oh, Buckley's gone, and that's great. But but you've got to remember, if had accepted the job and was manager of this football club, Ian Buckley would still be in place. And Liam Buckley would be do, would have been doing the recruitment and would have been doing everything to set up for this season after performing unbelievably poorly last year. I mean, I don't like what relegated us, and I'd say it seventy thousand times was that fucking transfer window in the summer, right? Brought in Rokas, useless man had concrete in his football boots, couldn't move, <laughs> Crabchuck, useless, right? Ben Warman was a good player, but he wasn't fit. He had no preseason in him. And we went with the strategy of bringing in free agents, having allowed a window to pass, the opening, the month of the window to pass, and then spent another month chasing down these free agents. And 
They had no pre-seasons. They weren't fit, and they were not what was needed. And Liam Buckley was in the game 40 years, and I can't believe that that's the route he went. And I feel sorry for Dermot Usher, because Dermot, obviously, there was lots of wages paid out, and there was lots of that kind of stuff. And he was he was let down by the people he employed to do the job, and especially the recruitment job. But Liam Buckley was still left in place after the season finished. And like we were relegated on the Friday night. On the Saturday, I was out in Bishopstown at the women's game. Less than 24 hours later, what was it, 12, maybe 16, 17 hours later, and there was a meeting going on up the back of the stand. And it was quite public, and everybody could see it, and that was fine. And it was Dermot Usher who owned the club, um, Aina Buckley, who is the um, chief operating officer, and Damien Delaney, who was the football advisor to the owner. And I was thinking, right, the lads are on it already. They're on point. Here we go. Buckley will be gone on Monday and we'll fly out of the traps and we don't. Buckley was giving the keys to the kingdom again. And the only reason they were taken off him is, I can only presume, because Tim Clancy came in and said, it's you know, it looks like Tim Clancy came in because Tim Clancy was appointed and Liam Buckley was fired two hours later. So you have to assume that the two weren't working together or weren't going to work together. But, like, don't ever forget if Ch had taken the job, Liam Buckley would still be in place. So, like, where was the root and branch investigation and where was the... what was taken from last season and into this season? Like, we're making the same mistakes this off-season that we made last off-season. So, to me, it's almost like they haven't learned. They haven't learned. And, like... John Fallon had the story in the examiner on the Thursday evening that going to be the next Cork City manager by lunchtime Friday. And this is actually another thing I completely forgot about, but I might as well mention it. And this is after timing now, and I don't like, but like we, we got wind, Scott, that, you know, he wasn't going to take it. And I posted that on the forum. But what we did was instead of going public with it, we said, you know what we'll do now? Because the club had such a conniption yeah. over the Colin Healy story. Let's go to the club. And asked the club, like they requested and about Colin Healy stuff and the rest of it. So we emailed the club, and I think it was three different club email addresses that email was sent to, saying we understand actually isn't going to be manager of Cork City, bloody blah, 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 blah. Can he confirm? Yeah. Can he deny? Can he pass a comment? Whatever. We'll sit in it for a while. That email was never answered. So don't ever come back to me and tell me that we were journalistically um, or we had no journalistic integrity when we announced the Colin Healy departure, because when we contacted you about you can ignore us. Right. And what happened then was Tim Clancy was announced before we got the story out. So there was no point to putting out the story then because it was obvious, you know, but my point is they came to us about journalistic standards and integrity and everything else. So when the next managerial merry-go-round happened and we had information, we went to the club, and they didn't answer the emails, and they ignored us. So you can't you can't bang one drum and ho try hold us to that standard, and then not hold yourself to the same standards, right? So it just proved that we were right about what would have happened with Colin Healy if we'd went to the club. They never would have answered us, or they would have, you know, made sure they got the story out before us or whatnot. So I don't know where that rant came from now, because it was never meant to come. But look, it is what it is. But the point of the story, the moral of the story is. Liam Buckley would have been doing the, the recruitment this offseason. Having done the recruitment last summer, that relegated us. Or confirmed our relegation, should I say. That worries me. That worries me that no, no lessons have been learned.
that kind of thing. And you can say, and I understand Liam Buckley's now gone, and I understand that, and that's that's I, I have no ill will towards Liam Buckley. It just didn't work out. But it worries me that he was given the keys to the kingdom again at the start of the season. Wayne, is there anything you want to follow up there? No, I'm good, thanks. Uh, and that concludes this episode of the other Three Amigos podcast. Uh, what a better way to spend my birthday than with two people. Oh, that birthday. I know. oh it's your birthday. <laughs> How old are you, Dad? It is, yeah. How old are you? 26. Jesus. Oh, and she had an off the ball yesterday, or this morning, they, they said that I am. Hey! It's all I have. They it's said it on the I breakfast have. show. I, I can't stop it. I can't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on. Okay, sorry. He he guessed that I was 17. Oh my god. Yeah. Was he serious? Like oh, I I think so. I'll um see if we can go back there and put it in the group chat. <laughs> Jeez. When, when are they gonna join us on our pod sometime? <sighs> you never can't know. Cross. You never Can't know. Crossover. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Here, it's um, only a cork. Everywhere in the world, they cross over. Like they do it on BT Sports and they do it with bloody the football show, all kind of stuff. So, don't mind them. Dickie. Just, I know because you're going to finish up just next week. Um, we do have a preview of the whole division next week, and we will be joined by Shane Keegan to do that. Absolutely perfect man to do it. Knows the division inside out. And obviously can give a very independent view of what might happen during the season. So looking forward to that next week. Friend of the pod, Jane Keegan, you mean, don't you? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Thanks a million for joining us on this week's episode of the Other Three Amigos podcast. You can always find us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Adios. Adios. Ciao, 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 ciao.